Welcome to the Tell Me Where to Turn one year anniversary special starring Glenn 311. I have been uh, fronting a Slipknot cover band recently. Like that Mike Soroy is my best friend. Tommy 2.0. So I get in the shower and uh, everything looks fine, looks good, looks normal. Point break, Dave. Sudden I'm sharing time between Trump rallies and pig semen auctions. And now, some memorable moments from the first year. Did you tell everyone that you had a podcast? Uh, not everyone. <laughs> oh my god! You know, I actually did mention it to a guy. I need to follow up with him. Was it like anyway. when you when you told girls that? Did the guy have no, to like no, 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 come no. behind with the mop to clean the floor up? <laughs> well, well, it was on a patio that was on the second floor. We had to keep her from sliding off the edge. <laughs> no, but there's there's a word that we all three say way too much. Okay. My guess is going to be the word absolutely. No, but that's a very that's a very close second. Um, my guess is uh, Johnson. Why is Dave on here? Why? No. Why do we even, oh. Why do we even bother? <laughs> <laughs> we turn his mic off or just take him out of the mix or whatever. The word is literally. We literally say the word literally all the time and i've already said it once this show like i started right out and said it there's not a statute of limitations on murder okay well you don't have to be so condescending Jeez. i mean i went to law school for 11 years i think i'd know this and what's going on with your voice tonight by the way i, I don't know i'm really struggling you Pretty have sure more my... for somebody for somebody that uh Spends as much time in fitness facilities. You have more health problems. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not doing well. My T-cell count is at an all-time low. Is this going to be like a... Have you ever seen Dallas Buyers Club? <laughs> yes. Also known, be... as, also known as the Point Break Dave story. Right. It's a robot. There's no crime against abusing a robot. What? <laughs> What am I saying? Kind of robbed like a uh, probably about a 10 year old of a free t-shirt at a ranger game a few years back. Um, when whatever, What are the girls called who stand on the dugout and throw those out? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know what they're called actually. They're, they're called underage is what you need to think of them as. Okay, that's sir. probably pretty, pretty sound advice. Now you know our, our friend Point Break Dave is... is on record as saying he will make America great again. Dave himself or? With oh, his okay. vote on November the, uh, I don't know, whatever whatever election day is. Oh, I don't know. Or is it, it's known in some parts of the world as erection day. <laughs> we always well, come back to I'll that. I'll tell you what, they may only have that every four years in America. At my house, it's even less frequent than that. Man, your Wi-Fi password is like a thousand characters long. This I, is such a... I feel like all that's taken place in the last 45 minutes is criticism of me. And, and this is what I want to propose to you. And Dave, you can, you can join in on this too. All right. We'll start from zero, pretend that no episodes of this podcast have ever happened. Which is probably what everybody out there is also doing. <laughs> R.I.P. Scott Weiland. But, um... Yeah. It, uh, I was going to ask you how he was doing. Well, but... he, he was playing... I think he's playing Go Fish with Dimebag. I'm 
constantly amazed at the life of affluence you lead. Yeah. Hey, and tomorrow's the 19th. You know what that is? Father's Day. And? Juneteenth. Look at this guy. Check that off the list. Uh, It's Dirk's birthday. It is Dirk's birthday. And it is also Juneteenth. And Father's Day. So rank, rank tomorrow's holidays out of those three. Well, Dirk's clearly number one. All right, we can just stop there, probably. <laughs> F Holland, you know, seriously, I hope I hope he trips over his dog tonight and and dies. <laughs> oh, okay. And I hope none uh, of the Dallas Stars come to his funeral. That's what I hope. Wendy Davis went there to my high school, not while I was there, but. So if you're gonna, she pick, needs to go away forever. Pick one letter out of the alphabet to describe her. Would it be in the top three letters of the alphabet? <laughs> Just ask him. Uh, I th- you're probably good with two of those three for <laughs> sure. There was like this tiny little cut. You could barely see it from where the dude kicked me. Like through my sock, his cleat caught it. And apparently there was some kind of bacteria on his cleat that's now <laughs> infected my leg. Who would have thought bacteria would be on the bottom of a shoe? requests yeah we will take twitter requests twitter or email well i think that the idea is we will take twitter requests but if it comes in the form of an email with a good question oh it's getting you way to the top of the list yeah it's it's getting used and getting and getting read like you could on air you could tweet us imagine but if you send us an email with a question then we would like stoop down to you know i don't know playing uh just whatever well you know like maybe war dimebag daryl Something like that. Just dime back during his solo career. <laughs> Take out all the other tracks and one other song. It's just him. That's not the worst idea I've ever heard. <laughs> it might it might be the worst idea. <laughs> what a fitting fitting tribute. We can maybe ask Gustav while you're looking, which is worse, uh, five minutes in Friday Night Lights or five minutes in Glenn scrolling through his email because he didn't prepare for the show. So he rolls into the sports agent office, literally. It's the first literally of the episode. <laughs> Uh-oh. Might need to... Are you we're okay? okay? We're you okay. going to be all right? Yeah, we're okay. Gotta watch out for that knob creak up the nose. <laughs> we're podcasting in a freaking garage. <laughs> Freezing garage, you mean. I'm sorry. In 40-degree weather, so clearly I did not go to law school like some of our... At least one of our listeners. Hey, Jordan. Hey, but you, uh, you walked in here, didn't you? So who's really winning? <laughs> Take that, Jason Street. He narrates it himself, and his narration's pretty shaky. The way they cut between things, he just spit on the floor of his garage. I own this whole place, literally. <laughs> I don't understand. And then the last thing about the towers is they didn't find any of the black boxes, and they also didn't find it at the Pentagon. And that goes back to the same thing. Nobody, never mind. Nobody, no, no, no. This is like, this is like Knob Creek almost making him do it. And he just can't quite do it. I can't say it. He wants to, though. I can't say it. Let me pour you a little more. Go ahead. One more. That there's a computer software program that if they can get 10 minutes of somebody talking, so imagine what they could do to us. They can fake anybody's voice saying anything. I've heard of that technology. They... It's loosely called Photoshop for voices. Like but, you can make anything. But they said... You can, <laughs> how, how generic is that? You can make anything. You can make people... Like you can make sound clips. Like people Photoshop, you know. We could go back and make this a good podcast. <laughs>
I don't think Game of Thrones is going to get good ratings this year because everybody that watches it is going to be out at the airport. Are you trying to say someone who wants to kidnap someone, put them in at the cave ride at Six Flags and brainwash them to be their wife has probably not thought things through? That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. And he's from Arlington, so. Can we get revenge on the horse? Let's take a look at that leg. You want to see? Yeah, let's see. Is it okay? Oh, it's oh dying. my gosh, that is disgusting. I had this no idea. This is the dead part right here. Yeah, I had no idea about the after and effects. It's been... And I mean, no offense when I say, "Oh my god, it's disgusting." <laughs> I'm good. Is the show still overtly racist? Oh man, what the, this one or Friday Night Lights? <laughs> Forty hours of podcasting. I bet we've spent. 27 of them. I mean, we've, we've spent half of the time talking about your various illnesses. And turn Dave's mic off, please. Actually, you don't know how to do that, so just don't talk anymore. <laughs> I'm still here, guys. <laughs> what if I told you everyone in my house is sick all the time? That's the best way. Do you think we could do the podcast from a hot tub? I've never worn anything other than jeans. No matter the topic, an unfortunate sexual comment was never far away. Well, with the nine-inning challenge, it's not much as much about moderation as it is just pace. You know, you can, you know, an inning takes a long time. Just make sure you're not chugging this beer. You're not, for lack of a better term, deep-throating this hot dog. Just okay, a All little right. bit, <laughs> a little bit at a time. And you can just pace your way <laughs> through three three hours, and then right. you know, just nice and gentle, tender, uh, tender, exactly. And um, and well, no, yeah. In this case, I, <laughs> I guess you can use your teeth a little bit. As you guys know, there's only certain entrances you can. That is true. That is true. Which I did not know. And in life, there are only <laughs> certain entrances. That are preferred. And depending on how much money you have, the number of those entrances usually widens. Uh, literally and figuratively. And I'm, I'm kind well, of looking at myself like, how are they smuggling all this stuff in here? When we couldn't even get in a bag of trail mix. How would some chick smuggle a pipe in? I mean, how would that even work? I have no idea. That, that, that is uh, something that I think we probably need to do some research online about. They have a meeting of the execs, and they say, you know what? We're not doing alcohol anymore at this thing. Yeah, there was one year where, I don't know, at least a couple people exchanged some bodily fluid at the Christmas party, like in a back room. At, at Dave & Buster's. It wasn't at Dave & Buster's. I think it was, uh, I don't know. It was some place that had a ball, a ball room that was able to be uh, rented, and it was in like some side closet storage area. From what I heard. They weren't just sp sprawled out on the, the lane of ski ball as some little kids trying to get tickets out. <laughs> and he's like, you're not getting your tickets out of there, buddy. Speaking of, did you hear that DeMarcus Ware might have to retire because he's having back surgery? Yeah, I did see that. That's too bad. That's a tough one. Live sports That's update. DeMarcus bad. Ware may have played his last uh, NFL game. He's still in the league? Yeah. The next time he's he's seen rushing somewhere, it might be like out my back door after when I get home from work one day. <laughs> down, down, your, down your alley. 
Except and actually, I'm, uh, and I'm running after him, but it's it's to actually get his autograph. Like there was a a guy that made quilts, and he had a storefront, and that's what he did. And he also did some other things in there too that probably more popular in like Denver or Seattle. Oh, but, I got you. Uh, they yeah they decided to have a uh, uh, complex Christmas party one year, uh, and they thought it'd be a great idea, so they. They catered some food out in the uh, in the middle, and one of the other companies was a modeling studio. And uh, yeah, Quilt Man definitely took a young lady into the modeling studio and thought uh, thought it would be a good idea to go ahead and, and exchange some bodily fluids, and didn't realize the fact that uh, everybody else out of the Christmas party could totally see in the huge windows in front of the building. All right. Oh, wow. Way to go, Quilt Man. But we always looked at uh, Quilt Man with a lot more respect after that day. He got a knowing nod every time. Yeah, and, and that, that was probably after about 30 Coronas for Quilt Man. Mm. <laughs> Are you factoring in the exchange rate and all that to this transaction? <laughs> what what currency would it be going to, Glenn? What do they use in Canada? I think they're called Canadian dollars. Oh, that's very unoriginal. No wonder we hate Canada. And the exchange rate right now is pretty much one to one. So, so have the old lady take this news, Glenn or well, Dave? Whoa. I didn't lose anything. Whoa, <laughs> she uh, she couldn't take it too hard because that's kind of the <laughs> other layer to the story about three weeks. <laughs> that's, <yeah. laughs> that's what I hear. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, 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 I guess it depends on the quality of the rubber insert. The front of the Pentagon collapsed after the plane hit. Okay. So what you're seeing is actually the man. I'm mark all of it, <laughs> but it's the hole that's a lot deeper in than where the original penetration happened. <laughs> just keep going. For like, I'm, just picture me using my hands like this, like three, just, yeah. three to four more minutes, and we're good. Get Dad off the sun. You okay? I'm fine. Did I say something? No. Okay. I was laughing. I was actually laughing at uh, the the gif that Dave just sent us of the guy running the forty yard dash and his dong fell out. So I just had a flashback to March of two thousand sixteen. <laughs> don't get don't get distracted. Okay, can we can we pause the show for a minute? <laughs> do you like teachers? Yes, I do like teachers. Do you like teachers who've done por- done pornography before? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> well, she did porn like 16 years ago. Oh. I, I haven't gotten to that. Oh. But she wasn't teaching at some just slapdick elementary school or anything like that, even though it was DISD. I didn't say that. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, friends in DISD. <laughs> The, the game actually played out a lot like the Super Bowl. They, they got in a huge hole in the first half. They came all the way back. <laughs> Mark all that. You've got a gorgeous supermodel wife. Now she's cross-eyed, and to be honest with you, I think you had me at two front teeth are missing. But I am wearing my "Can You Hear Me" t-shirt, and uh, so what is that on the front of that t-shirt? It's a honey bun. What's that on top of it? I was more curious about. It's hot jizz. <laughs> what else would it be? Can so. I just for the first question? Mm-hmm. Can I set the line before you even ask the question? I'm going to say nine and a half inches. <laughs> That's not the sports question oh, we're going Oh, I thought with. you said it was a sports question. It is a sports question. Hey, somebody's got to hit the big dongs. You know what I'm saying?
Okay. Well, all right. All right. <laughs> I think uh, I think that is true. Somebody's got to do it. That's right. Put, put guys... me at the back of the line, but somebody's <laughs> got to do it. Let's let's grab the grill of the truck with one hand and do some very odd <laughs> pulling in and out rhythmically. Whoa, what? <laughs> you heard me. Throughout the first year, storytelling, and sometimes long storytelling, was a staple of the show. So this story about the about the dirt track, I'm going to estimate I was like seven or eight years old, but I can't remember exactly how old I was. Okay. Um, bathrooms are an interesting place. Did they have the dirt uh, track? The trough. The the trough is very heavily involved here, and it was a trough with no ice in it. Oh no! Which means you got a trough. You need you need ice in it now. It wouldn't have helped this situation, but um, now, was this the trough that had no uh, outside water supply? It's just yes. the trough with the hole that goes down somewhere. Yes. That's that's what you get. Yeah. And so I, I'm estimating I was seven or eight years old because I was a young kid, but I was old enough that nobody's like taking me to the bathroom or waiting right outside. Like, it's okay. Yeah, you got to go, go and come back type of thing. So I'm estimating right. seven, eight so years you, old. You're, you're old enough to handle yourself. Yes. If, so to speak. As it were. Um, and, but my bad habit was I loved the race is so much that I would wait until the very final, final moment of urgency before I would go. Till you were right on the precipice of having to pee? If, well, I didn't just have to pee, sir. So. Well, I don't know if you know this or not, but the trough is not conducive uh, let's, uh, let's to that second story. item. Let's finish the story. So, and this isn't even, I think this is just a, like practice laps because we would get there early because my dad was racing and all that kind of stuff. So. Sure. It's not even the actual races. It's just cars, you know, doing running hot laps and stuff like that. But anyway, uh, so yeah, it's me and mom up there, and all of a sudden, the urge has been there, but now it's it's go time. It's becoming imminent. There's no turning back at this point. So I gotta go. So I rush down men's restroom. Now you got the trough. Actually, I think you got a trough on both sides at Cowtown Speedway. Mm-hmm. They're double trough stalls. Not a dime a dozen. Right. Because there was one in there. Because most people in their right mind know that you do whatever you have to do to avoid doing yeah. that act and at the dirt track. I would have if at all possible. Now, the one stall was occupied. And probably my best move as a kid would have been just to go in the women's restroom. Nobody would have said anything. They would have you thought. Probably at seven or eight get away with that. Yeah, but I was in full panic at that point. So you really waited till the last minute. Yes. There was no... Like, I could have walked the 20, 30 feet, whatever, to the women's restroom. That's as far as I was going to make it anywhere. You couldn't just stand along the wall and wait for whatever was happening in the stall to... No. I don't think it subside. was ending anytime soon. Okay. It, was, it, it, it seemed to be pretty terrible in there. So I, I've got no choice at this point. Now, fortunately, it's early in the... Uh, and the racing evening and schedule. So there's not a lot of people. Not a lot of people there. There's nobody else in the bathroom. And I'm like, I'm either going to have to go outside and like hunker down behind the building. I'm not going to crap my pants. So it's, and I'm not going outside where people can see me. So is is that trough starting to look pretty good? (laughs) So is it, do I take a dump in the floor or do I just hunker over this trough? It just, Plop down. Well, you must been have been pretty tall for seven or eight because I remember 
seven or eight having to stand on my little tippy toes just to get just to get uh, enough clearance yeah. over the lip of the uh, trough to even get my pee pee to go in there. <laughs> I can't remember if there Put was it mildly. Yeah, if there was any type of step or stool or anything <laughs> that type of stool to stand on. No pulleys. Um, but anyway, long story short, I took a dump in that trough. <laughs> And I got the. Please tell me somebody caught you while you. Nobody walked in, and I got the heck out of there as quickly as I could. There's no toilet paper by the trough. No. Well, hey, at that point I didn't care, so I probably just I just fit in at that point. Not to get too graphic for our podcast listeners, but usually when confronted with that level of urgency, things don't always come out uh, ex- no, no. exceptionally clean. Yeah, I would say that this was not explosive. It was just it was just ultimately necessary. This is opening up an entirely new can of worms. I can't remember if I've mentioned this before, but the, the only individual from high school or and then right after high school that I don't want to say unfinished business, but any extended history with, um, she's now married to another woman. So... That's not really an F. That's Are they going to be there? No, they won't be there because a year younger than me. But uh, that's not a street that will. There's a dead end sign there, so no, no, there should be no problems. If her interaction with you had not happened, oh, I like to think that I am a very big part <laughs> of the reason that she's married to another woman these days. Okay, that's where and I was going. I, that, that's a point of pride with me. That's not shame. <laughs> Wow. So you really need to wait one more year and try to sneak into their 20-year reunion. <laughs> see what happens. Should see, yeah. Should see, see, see the look on her face when she sees you. Yeah. I haven't seen her in a long time either. Maybe you should go to that reunion in drag and just tell her, hey, some we, things, we can be together again. Some things are starting to, starting to make starting sense to here. Realize who I was. We encounter the most bizarre cab driver ever with an outrageous laugh, and I'm gonna play you a little clip of his laugh in just a second. But I want to ask, I want, I want, I want to play a little uh, trivia with you here, Glenn. See how you do. We get in a I'm cab ready. in Austin. We've got a very jovial, very, very energetic, charismatic brother as the cab driver. He asks us where we're from, and we say Dallas. What do you think he immediately wants to talk about? Cowboys. Cowboys. That's right. And he wants to yes. talk about Jerry Jones. And he wants to talk about Dak Prescott. And he knows everything about the Cowboys. He doesn't like the Cowboys, but he wants to talk about the Cowboys. Mm, He's actually okay. a Detroit Detroit Lions fan. So oh, that's, that's too bad. So anyways, I'm I'm pretty uh engaged in conversation with him and my wife is sitting next to me just you know, dying laughing at his uh at his uh dialect and his laugh so i want to play you a little clip of this but this is uh when he was asking me about well first he started asking me about the star and then he started asking me about the stadium and i was just basically explaining to him uh how expensive it was to uh park at the stadium so listen to this yeah every oh, every spot you get, every spot you get in the parking lot it's ridiculous you want to see the cowboys you gonna pay <laughs> oh yeah and the tickets i mean Forget about it. You gonna pay to see the America's team? You gonna pay? <laughs> so, how would you like about thirty minutes of that laugh?
the Aussie Canseco story is very, very quick. Oh, yeah. I feel like, if anything, if we don't get anything else accomplished today, we need to hear about you meeting Aussie Canseco. Uh, Can I pause real quick? Yeah. I didn't know there was an Aussie Canseco. <laughs> well, not only is there Aussie Canseco, they're, they're twins, right? That's correct. I mean, yes. they're not just brothers who look a lot alike. They're literally twins. So anyway, Aussie Canseco somehow got in on... Uh, he was some sort of co-owner of this company that was contracted with where I work, which is an insurance company. I can't remember what exactly they did. That is not even the point. But I, I had story sounded very made I know, up so far. It's not not made up at all. And I had heard that he owned this company. That's all I'd heard. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of cool. I mean, I know who Ozzy Canseco is, former A's and Cardinals player. I don't know if he played anywhere else. I only remember him being an A. So. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I just kind of heard that, but then I think days, weeks go by and hadn't even thought about it. I go out in the hallway outside our office in our building at the time and we had security. We have to check in before you can like go in to the, you know, get in the actual office. And I turned down the hallway and my first thought is that's not Ozzy Canseco. That's effing Jose Canseco. And I walk all the way up to him and I didn't say, Hey, Jose, I just like introduced myself and he said, Oh, it's very nice to meet you. I'm Ozzy Canseco. And then you, that, did, you did the coming to America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> when he saw him in the bathroom, that's what you're talking about. I was thinking more of the, uh, oops, I'm sorry. I thought you were somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought you maybe didn't punch him in the stomach <laughs> when he rounded the corner. <laughs> Dr. King. <laughs> um, no, I just introduced him myself like I was going to transition to this conversation that he's Jose, and then I didn't know I didn't have anything planned. It was just going to be something, but he says Ozzy. It just completely threw me off, and I basically just kind of said nice to meet you and panicked and walked away. You should have asked him what he was thinking when that home run ball bounced off his head. <laughs> yeah, that would have been that would have been my best move. But <laughs> that's like a that's like a classic ticket bit, right? Uh, the Wade Boggs, you could have done yeah. that to him. Uh, although, unfortunately, that probably is like a daily occurrence for poor Ozzy. Probably so. And people aren't normally doing it as a bit. And then soon after that, he... I pretty much think he was a dullard. I don't know that that's a big surprise that the Consecos aren't real smart. But I would have never guessed. I think he got into this whole company just because he had a little bit of money. And soon thereafter, he was no longer part of their company. So... I would say the biggest surprise there is you using the word dullard. Hey, That's like a go. very old, old word. Hey, you know, I'm fairly gregarious. so I'm still looking up dullard on my phone. I'll put a pin in gregarious for a second. This was when monster trucks were just starting to be big time. Bigfoot was a huge, huge thing. Oh, yes. So for basically, what about Gravedigger? Uh, I don't think it was around yet. Okay. Right? So for like intermission entertainment, they had a monster truck there at the track called the awesome kong the awesome kong the awesome kong confused no, with king kong no no no, no. Okay. not to be confused okay. with king kong okay. it was the awesome kong so anyway the awesome they kong. they do their show they you know run the monster truck over some cars and smash some stuff or whatever we thought it was great well apparently these two guys that like operated this truck were you know like in their mid-20s and they're real cocky and they were treating everybody just like there were most people out there are dumb white trash, but these guys were a little over the top. Right, but I mean they were basically acting like your prototypical monster truck owner. Obviously, and you know my dad and one of his buddies didn't take 
real kindly to it. I don't think they planned on fighting him or anything, but there was a little trash talking going on, you know, after the races as right. we're getting ready to leave. Well, I mean, they do have a monster truck. Yeah. So these guys are getting their monster truck and all their stuff packed up and we're getting ready to head out of there. And, uh, yeah, my, my dad and these two guys are kind of going back and forth and I don't, I was standing there, but I don't think that they were really like yelling at each other, cussing or anything like that. It was more just, it was, it was trash talk, a little bit of banter and they're going back and forth. And then finally there's kind of a pause and I'll never forget this. The re- the rest, rest of my life. There's no way this is the greatest story. I will tell my kids and my grandchildren this story that my dad just looks at them and says, well, you know what? You may have the awesome Kong, but I've got the awesome dong. <laughs> it just turns around and walks away. And that was that's one of the that's one of the great moments right you, there. This is a horrific accident. And there's and what's funny is now it's not funny at the time, but there's like a big black streak where it was his last attempt to stop before he ran into the wall. Oh wow. It looks like an NASCAR track. It, lo- it looks like it looks like the street so right before made the DeLorean went back to 1955. <laughs> <laughs> looks like this the the streaks that uh, the three left uh, at Daytona Super oh, Speedway in 2001 right he was, as he was being murdered. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I I and now I mean but now now I don't know what I was thinking. He's never ridden a bike before. And I take him out on this trail with this huge. I mean, it was terrible. Like, but it, at the time, it made perfect sense. So, we'll, and he was doing so good, and and it just, yeah. And and then, of course, he doesn't want to ride it anymore. We're still not. a quarter mile away from home. Well, I mean, so we had to, I had to do the to use your example, Dale Senior. He didn't want to drive anymore after that either, right? Wow. Strut. I think that one might have might have hit the warehouse in Camden know. Yards. I don't know. That's a called strike three, if you ask me. <laughs> or was it foul? <laughs> um. After the meal, our plan was to um, go to a dessert place that was a little bit down the street. Was, I know we have trouble immediately as we're walking to the dessert place. She's saying, is it really hard to uh, walk? Is this like we uphill or something? You know what's going on? No, sweetie, we're okay. Well, turns out uh, we get to the place and she's going to pay for the pie. It's $6. She gets her wallet out. And she's, I mean, she cannot, like, get the the dexterity in her fingers to count out the bills. Are you serious? And the lady is sitting there watching us. Well, she's $6. She pulls out a five. She pulls out another five. (laughs) She pulls out a one. She hands the lady $13. (laughs) And the lady's like, Ma'am, it's only six. <laughs> How many of these are you getting? And she, it, oh, it was so great. But I've never wow. seen it like that. So That's... I got her home in short order. On the way home, she was making comments like, "That's the most beautiful funeral home I've ever seen." As we drove past a funeral home. So she's not going to listen to this episode. I no, assume. she's not going to listen to this episode. You're going to be like, "This show is never shy about handing out relevant financial advice." Take out like another arm <laughs> loan or, or interest-only loan, refinance, cash out, refinance, something like that. He Terrible might idea. The arm loan is one of the worst ideas you can execute in life. You'd go to like, you know, rent a center, rooms to go, and just get the biggest TV, get there, and then just pay like $12 a week for it. I mean, it has its net worth at $5 million, but I think it is important to include that in 2007, <laughs> He opened a financial business 
known as Ric Flair Finance. <laughs> I thought it was just going to be known as... <laughs> it opened in September of 2007 and was bankrupt in July in 2008. Get a couple of those 0% interest credit cards and just kind of split the payments amongst all of them and... You know, finance a few things, maybe visit a payday loan provider. They have a, a fair, like, 39% interest rate on whatever you borrow. It's fine. Whether it's women's basketball or the Olympics, we rarely strayed far from the sports page. That suddenly all the European basketball players in their early 20s were really good. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we're going to yeah. see. I don't think we're going to see that. You, is that a, that seem impossible? Yes. yes. I think that's... <laughs> I don't think we're exactly going to see that. It. I don't think 20 years from now we're going to see Brazilian basketball players because of Zika. Like, they're all going to be too scared to... Well, they're, they're all going to have those Beetlejuice heads. You know, the shrunken heads. You've seen Beetlejuice, right? All right, we're going to edit this out, too. <laughs> My long-held stance on distance okay. runners is that, that running, and distance running in particular, is the athletic accomplishment of the non-athlete. So... The, the male or female who has no specialized athletic talent that cannot, cannot hit a curveball, uh, you know, can't run a, you know, 10-yard out, uh, can't hit a 20-foot jumper, you know, anything like that. Can't, you know, uh, put it on the green with their 8-iron from, you know, 135 yards out. They have no skills, so they have to default to something. And that's why I also think a lot of these people say, take such tremendous pride in, hey, I ran 13.1 miles you know, one time. I'm going to post it on the back of my Prius um, just so everybody knows is because they don't have a lot of history of athletic achievements or accomplishments in their past. And I think... I, I think you're exactly hitting on what's so yeah. grating about uh, so yeah. grating about this. It's people that aren't good at other things trying to convince themselves and by osmosis, you and everybody else, that what they're doing is really great when in actuality they're doing something that literally anybody, save our amputee listeners, and I apologize in advance, can do. Yeah, if you're willing to put in the time and the effort as opposed to... I don't know some other extraordinary talent that that someone might have. I mean, I gonna be honest, not someone who ever played a sport at a particularly high level. Um, quit basketball in high school before I ever played on the varsity, just from getting burned out of. Pra- There's two people in this world that have hated practice more than anything else. Number one is probably Allen Iverson. And number two is me. It's the last thing I ever <laughs> wanted to do is ever just go to practice. I just wanted to play in the games. That goes for basketball then, any sports now. I'll sign up for a rec league and basketball or softball, but if you want to have a practice, either A, going to probably not show up, and if I do, you're getting a maximum of about 40% effort because practice is just not – it's just not my thing. But with that said, no huge accomplishments on the basketball court as like playing, you know, D1 or any professional type league. But there was a day 
there was a day during college where uh, game was pretty good, and um, <clears throat> I might have been able to do some things on the court that you know some people couldn't. I could throw the ball up off the backboard and catch it and dunk it two-handed, not really think that much about it, but I didn't have a sticker on the back of my Ford that had a picture of a skinny white guy, you know, Shaq dunking a basketball so that everybody would know, hey, by the way, I just want you to know that I can dunk. Here I am. And that's kind of what I, that's what I think of anytime I see those just asinine running stickers on the back of, back of people's cars. Well, I know one thing, and Dave, I thought Dave might mention this, but th- I don't even know if this counts as a sport or not, but Dave and I are going out to Las Vegas right after the 4th of July to partake in the World Series of Poker. Does that count as a sport? Um, it's an event. It's a big event. It's a game. I don't somewhat, know if it's a sport. Somewhat notable event. It's on ESPN. Well, yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there. So is women's basketball. That's true. It's a fair point. Checkmate. You have to know better than to have CeeLo Green as the musical artist at one of these. And they did that, I think, two years ago, and it was a disaster. Was uh, P.K. Subban excited about it? Dude, that is... <laughs> what did uh, what did Grant Fuhrer think about all this? <laughs> Was Mike Greer interested or not interested? Is Jerome McGinley still in the league? Or you got Trevor one Daly? more I can think of. There it is. Maybe we should tweet Donald Brashear and see if he gives there it a thumbs it up. Is. Thumbs oh, there it is. Everybody's ready for me to just drop kick the momentum right out of this thing because I'm going Falcons Patriots in Super Bowl wow. 51. Wow! So you have dropped the Cowboys out of the out of the postseason. I have. I'm sorry. I'm sorry wow. to Dak. I'm sorry to Zeke. I'm sorry to Dan Bailey's right leg. All right. Well, let's do it then. Who is going to win Super Bowl LI in the armpit of a town of Houston, Texas? Um, Falcons Patriots. Now, after Matt Ryan has comes in here and throws for 340 yards and three touchdowns and celebrating his his league MVP and he's just just riding high. He's then going to fulfill my normal prophecy and he's going to be terrible in a game away from the Georgia Dome, throw a couple picks and the Patriots will win fairly easily and win yet another Super Bowl. Does anybody know who's playing in the Super Bowl a week from Sunday? Could that be known by anybody? Could it have been known by somebody before the game was even played? Like, say, weeks before the game was even played? Man, I, I don't know. Only the truly elite would have gone with Falcons and Patriots. This world that may be round, it may be flat. <laughs> Depends on who at the NBA All-Star game that you, uh, that you ask. And I know NBA All-Star rosters is, is always where I want to go for astronomy and physics opinions. <laughs> So you guys realize that CrossFit is just fitness Scientology, right? For some reason, we were always confused by celebrity deaths. Let's get to the, not necessarily the final main event, but the highlights of the show. Was China there? (laughs) China, China was not there.
Okay. We need to add her to the list of people we need to try to get on the show right yeah, after we, Grego. Okay, so Grego, China, and David Bowie, apparently. <laughs> I think Bowie's too big for us to get. I think we could get China. I just, could write a check that could get China here. Just, if you get China, later in that episode, don't talk to someone more famous that completely overshadows the fact that she was on the show at all. Just don't do that to her. Yeah, I think that's a good advice. Right, the next episode, we're going to communicate with China. So I guess we could move on to, uh, since we've been gone for three weeks, something else that happened like a month ago. And our uh, buddy Dave here also attended... WrestleMania, is that right? Well, first, how's David Bowie doing? Uh, he's no longer with us. He's in hell with Prince. <laughs> as far as I know. So, yeah, well, I didn't want to get too topical. If we're, if we're talking about things that happened a month ago, then Prince really should be on, like, episode five, provided we make it that far. No, provided we make it that far. But, no, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to derail you as we're talking about important things. The, probably the most important thing that's been to Dallas... Uh, what, since like 1963? I don't know. Wow. Did WrestleMania get it through its head that Dallas didn't want it here? So tell us about that experience. Dallas was very receptive to WrestleMania. It, it appeared so from the media coverage that I saw. You know, I think there's, uh, if I recall correctly, there's a big Luke Bryan force field out there because it, you can make fun of him, but I th- I think uh, the force field is that like his sister died or something, so he takes care of his sister's kids or like if you attack his character or something like that. I thought it was his brother, was it- and I thought he was performing like in a club, and some guy came up on the stage and shot him. Is that ringing like a bell? Like an ex-marine? Yeah, isn't that what happened? Oh, it it could have been. <laughs> I don't know. They buried him somewhere in Arlington. Something like that. Yeah. Is could that they- Superfly Snooker? It is. He's dead now. And don't think we shied away from hot political topics. I spend too much time on Facebook as it is, but I mean, everybody has got an opinion about this Target bathroom situation. And like the whole time I'm thinking like, who goes to the bathroom at Target? <laughs> right? <laughs> That's actually... Like I, I've ne- I never go, I go to the bathroom at home and then I go to Target. I don't go to the bathroom at Target. Who goes to Target? <laughs> no, I do all kinds of shopping there, but that is a good point. I mean, the only the only reason I would ever go to the bathroom at Target would be an emergency situation where I would literally be willing to go to the bathroom anywhere, like the men's restroom, the women's restroom, in the new Ranger Stadium in front of 50,000 people. I mean, I'm at a point where it pride and shame are not a factor. Quick prediction, Um, I think we're headed for a very, not a very, but I think we're headed for a lopsided Clinton victory. Yeah, I think Trump's going to get rolled too. uh... Question one, if China had hacked the Republican National Convention, would anyone care? Well, China died before the election, or are we talking the country? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to assume, <laughs> that would be a I think it's a better story if it is, uh, what was her name, Joni Lawler, I think that was her real name. China, the former escort of Triple H? Uh, yeah, I think... Uh, of One Night in China fame, if she hacked the RNC, that would that be like 
the most insane story ever. <laughs> would anyone care? It would be that would be yeah one of the top five news stories of all time. It's like nine eleven, Pearl Harbor, landing on the moon, and and former wrestler hacks RNC from the grave. So yeah, KJ, people would care. I don't know that it's that extreme. Our, our, our audience is the same as a typical NASCAR race. It's just left, 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 <laughs> left, left. Very few rights mixed in there. The show even took a sports-themed vacation, which two of the three members were not able to handle very well. Stopped by the hotel bar, got you a large water, and instructed you to consume it. Reminded you uh, what the name of your room was. <laughs> the the name of it. That was the specific phrasing it. you used. As you said, I can't remember the name of my room. And we reminded you that it was 1502, and we got you put behind your door with your large water. And I got Dave into his room and got a text from you pretty quickly that said... <laughs> I may need some help in room 1502. <laughs> and I wasn't sure the level of seriousness, but I kind of felt like there probably was. So I wrote back something about like, do you really need help? And nothing. Radio silence. Yeah. Um, now, keep in mind, at the end of the day, I, I deny all of this because none of this could be proven in a, in a judicial setting. But... Um, Going to bed that night, I was Yeah, so I you need to walk me through what happened after that unresponded text. What what happened next after that? How did, I, how did the rest of that work out for you? I'm not really sure exactly step by step. I know I woke up the next morning and had one to two other text conversations that I don't remember. Oh, no. Um, but it was okay. It was people that were texting me to uh, see how excited I was at the result of the football game. Um, so nothing weird. It wasn't like my grandpa or something like that. Um, or somebody from the high school reunion? <laughs> no. No, nothing nothing of that nature. But um, other than that, the only thing I was concentrating on was uh, living through the night and... Uh, making sure they didn't sleep on my back and Jimi Hendrix myself. Yeah. And while you were doing that in the bed next to me, Dave was doing the exact same thing. Yeah. Except so, he but, wasn't as successful as you because I would say about 30 minutes after he got into bed, I hear him get out of bed, go into the bathroom and then emerge about an hour later. So the saying, thing is, well, my 14-year no-vomit streak is over. So I get in the shower, and uh, everything looks fine, looks good, looks normal. Well, then when I go to pull the shower curtain back, it's uh, then that I realize that underneath the shower curtain is all the residue of Dave's vomit that he forgot to clean up from the night before. Oh, no. He and it was distressing. It was terrible. Open the bathtub? While many might argue the show was obsessed with athletes, wieners, or Friday Night Lights... The one topic we could never get away from was conspiracies, especially those related to September 11th. We had uh, kind of an after work event this week, and I was talking to an employee about 
I'm just being purposely vague. It's probably the after work event. It's like a happy hour that you and one female employee were at. Uh, and coercion so anyway, was definitely a anyway, player. I was having this uh, conversation with uh, an employee of mine. And first off, just discovered the fact that uh, she's married to a former Baylor offensive lineman that played there in like 08, 09, something like that. Like right when Art Bryles just started there, like his first year or two. So I'm kind of like, yeah, that's... Okay. Yes. Is that RG3? Yes. So RG3 like, time? You know, that's pretty cool. But um, so then... You know, she explains that, yeah, he played with RG3, so, like, she's met him and several other players that were there at the time and that type of thing. Um, her husband's cousin is a uh, Corey Coleman, who plays receiver for the Browns. So th- these are the minor things that, that stuck out, okay? So then we're going we're gonna to step up from here. Uh, I discovered from right. there that she also, when she was in high school, she dated – Current Denver Broncos cornerback Akib Talib, known corner cornerback and psychopath. Whoa! whoa. And she she stated she he whoa. was about the same level of crazy back when I guess they were like sixteen or seventeen. And okay, so next thing, are you, are you ready? Because this is where you need to to buckle up and pull the belts about as tight as you can. <laughs> Yes. Put, on, put on the Hans device. She is the second cousin of the now, of course, deceased David Koresh. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah. David Koresh is her second cousin. Um, so, wow. So, she's okay, crazy uh, all I, up and down. Go. Can I say this? Uh, uh, you, You're positive... You're positive that all this is true and she didn't just like Wikipedia famous people in Waco no, no, no. and then just claim to have because ties she to all went of to them. school. She actually went to school at Tech and I've already verified. <laughs> I thought you were going to say she no. went to school with Chip and JoJo. She went to school at Tech. <laughs> Her husband was at Baylor. But I mean, I, you know, verified like who he was afterwards. Like she wasn't just making up like, oh yeah, he played at Baylor. I, you know, found his career, you know, games played and all that kind of stuff. And when he was there, um, I, the Talib thing, I buy it because he went to Richardson Berkner and she didn't go to Berkner, but she went to a neighboring high school at the same time. Um, the Koresh thing, that's one thing I haven't looked up because she didn't, that's what he changed his name to. His actual name was obviously something else that she immediately just, you know, threw out there. Like, you know, she was a hundred percent certain of it. So I felt like that seemed pretty valid, but, um, also she is a nine 11 truther. Whoa. Totally. Okay. All right. Totally. Feels like the the government just staged the whole thing (laughs) in order to, uh, give some justification to invade Iraq. Um, so jet I fuel doesn't actually melt threw steel out that exact kind of sarcastically because, because <laughs> initially it was more along the lines of it was like the war, war was the motivation as well as like financial gain for people who had 
purchased insurance policies and stuff shortly before 9-11, that type of thing. And then I kind of sarcastically said, well, yeah, I mean, and, and jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams. And then she was like, eyes just opened like, like, obviously. The time that two planes landed in Cleveland within an hour span, Delta 1989 and United 93. Well, it was, it was, it was like the, even the person that filed the report said that was a mistake. Well, what they said happened is in the Cleveland airport. Now, this is probably the most unbelievable thing of the whole show. There's a NASA research center at the Cleveland airport. There's no way, no way <laughs> yeah. that's possible. So they have this big NASA hangar. Well, the United 93 allegedly pulls up to the NASA hangar and they immediately unload all 63 people into the hangar. Hey, NASA the, took the talents plane, to Cleveland. The plane that cracked the <laughs> underrated, <laughs> underrated line. He really is the best pilot <laughs> ever. Really I don't even. I don't have anything else. That's like number one, and I can't. Their family rode to JFK with them on the subway. They got a Virgil autograph. <laughs> they, they walked into the airport. Was there a Virgil autograph found in the wreckage? Do we know? So the fourth theory just says psychos. It says Scientologists have claimed that Thetan psychologist. What did I say? <laughs> I, think, that I think he's starting to feel it. With evil in with evil in mind, <laughs> controlled the hijackers' actions using drugs and psychopolitical methods. <laughs> You know, like, you know, like it's a bad theory when like the loose change guy is like, I wouldn't even dream of no. believing that theory. First of all, if you're a Scientologist, you listen, you listen to this in the words of Ehrlich Bachman, immediately go F yourself and never listen again if you're a Scientologist. Took over security at the World Trade Center on the day of the attacks. Okay. Wow. Whoa. Okay. That's what I call hashtag evidence. <laughs> the CIA whatever office with all the evidence, it wasn't in the Twin Towers, but it was nearby. It was in Building 7. Okay. Are you an idiot? <laughs> Sorry. So MI5 whistleblower David Scholler believed <laughs> believe that no planes were involved in the attack. But the planes were missiles. <laughs> the planes were missiles shrouded in holograms. <laughs> so no, yeah. like a, no, wonder, this... no wonder the Brits are such a <laughs> S-show over there these days. So we just see the picture of Tupac flying into... Like what if somebody switched out the software at the last minute and it was Tupac? And Coolio's in the cold pilot seat. Well, that about wraps up the one-year anniversary special, but it wouldn't be right without leaving you a few live sports updates and a few parting thoughts. Oh, uh, Idaho's breaking a big run, and oh, he fell down right oh, before the goal line. Man, the overs. We get need this there. game. Uncle Roger needs this game to go over sixty-five in a bad way. I have a breaking sports news. Uh, the the Los Angeles Sparks just beat the beat the Lynx in the deciding game of the WNBA Finals. So, go Cowboys and 
Gustav, we're going to spend more of next episode talking about Friday Night Lights than we do that. So suck it. I hate. Thank you. I hate people that like podcasts and people that listen to podcasts. So it's hard for me to be a good ambassador so it's for the show. A real conflict of interest that you have one. Yeah. <laughs>